All right, the second part of this message I will, I will have recorded um, and kind of chop right here, but John chapter 19 with me. John chapter 19. We're looking now at the reason we can have hope and find gospel light in this time of grieving. And John chapter 19, we, we read about the, the, just the horror, horror of the death of, of Jesus Christ and how it was carried out and the, and the beating that he took, the, the cruelness of it. And we start in chapter 19, verse 25, and it starts out with the word now. Well, what is that now talking about? Now, if you, if, 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 uh, if you take from the, the, all of the eyewitness accounts, Luke and Mark and Matthew make it specific that now was about the sixth hour. And that would have been around 11 o'clock uh, noon area when the sun should have been shining the brightest. And in Luke chapter 23, verse 44, it says, And about the sixth hour there was darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. From, the, from the, about 11 o'clock in the morning till 2 o'clock in the afternoon there, those hours that should have been the brightest of the sunlight, it was complete darkness. And people knew there was something different going on. And the Bible goes on to tell us, And the veil of the temple was rent in the midst from the top to the bottom. There, there, was, there, was, there was absolute uh, 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 center cut what, what would separate uh, us as sinful people from the Holy of Holies where God resided during that time. God was creating a new covenant and saying, Because of the blood of Jesus Christ that's being shed for you, you now can walk in boldly into the Holy of Holies. So now, verse 25, there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Now this disciple whom Jesus loved, this is a common theme throughout the book of John that John would refer to himself in third person. He didn't want to be the center of attention, but this was John standing there. And John chapter uh, 19, verse 27 now, Then saith he to the disciple, Behold thy mother, and from that hour the disciple took her unto his own home. That's, he cared for her after that. But we see, firstly, gospel light in the heart of a grieving mother. Can you imagine Mary the, the uh, mother of Jesus Christ, what was going through her mind as she didn't just witness a death, she witnessed the most cruel death that any criminal, and Jesus wasn't a criminal, he was perfect, he was, he was God. Uh, the most gruesome death that anyone could go through was happening to her own son that she, she humanly bore for nine months. And, and had that birth. I, I don't know what was going through Mary's mind at, at that time, whether she was thinking back to uh, the passage in Luke where Gabriel is talking to her and telling her that, no, this is going to ha happen. Anything with God in the equation is, is, is far from impossible. It's totally possible. And she was saying, how do, I, how do you know that, that I can do this when I don't know a man? And Gabriel says, the Holy Spirit will descend upon you. And you will, you, you will be, uh, not because Mary is something special, 
not because Mary was, was, was lifted up far above Christ, no, not at all, but that Mary would be the handmaid of the Lord and she would be used by the Lord. I don't know if she was thinking through that or if that was coming back to mind or even that which was told to Joseph that Jesus, he would, his name would be Jesus, that he would save his people from their sins, that there, there, there would be a redemption story that would be had. And as, as Mary is, is, I believe she was grieving at that time as she watched her son up on the cross, she knew full well that this had to be done for there to be gospel light for every single person sitting and standing in this room. We needed, it is finished. Look at verse 28 here, and we see gospel light to a sin-cursed race. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now, if you remember back before they had offered him some some uh, vinegar and, and, and to, to calm the pain beforehand. And Jesus said, no, I'm not going to take it. But notice verse 28 says, knowing that all things were now accomplished, knowing that the penalty of sin had been paid for, he said, so that the scripture might be fulfilled, I thirst. Verse 29, now there was set a vessel full of vinegar and they filled it with a sponge, the sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and brought it to his mouth. He really did suffer the pain that you and I deserved. Uh, Matthew chapter uh, 27 and verse 46, during this time, about the time that he took this vinegar, he really did suffer all of our pain and sorrow. He suffered the very separation from God. Matthew 27, 46 says, And about the ninth hour, this was the ending of it, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And for a moment in human history, God the Father turned his back literally on God the Son and could not view, he could not in his holiness uh, be be a part of the sin that Jesus Christ was suffering for you and for me. This was needed. That that last enemy, death, that final enemy would be defeated. We needed verse 30. Look at verse 30 with me. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. Praise God. Praise God that that happened and that really happened. We don't need to, we don't need, it's, it's not a fairy tale like the world would want us to believe. It's not some good book uh, to read. It's not just, it's not just the bestseller. It's God's word that says that we have a way, the only way to heaven. And that's through the death and the finished work of Jesus Christ. He didn't just die though. It says at the end of verse 30, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. He really died. He really suffered what you and I deserve. He had to die in order that this this would be completed. He had to suffer the penalty that you and I deserve. And that at that moment, gospel light was was brought to a sin cursed race. Now it seemed, as we're going to see in the rest of the chapter here, that gospel light was seemingly crushed by Satan. But it wasn't. In, in Genesis chapter 3, it says that the, the, the serpent would, 
would uh, bruise his heel, but that the serpent's head would be crushed. And that's exactly what's going to happen as we, we learn next week as we look at, at the resurrection that was absolutely needed for our salvation. But let's read the rest of the passage here, John, starting in John chapter 19, verse 31. Then the Jews, therefore, because it was the preparation that, they should, that the bodies should not remain upon the cross on the Sabbath day, for the Sabbath day was an high day, besought Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. Then came the soldiers and brake the legs of the first and the other that was crucified with him. <clears throat> Verse 33, But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was dead already, they brake not his legs. But one of the soldiers with a spear pierced his side, and forthwith came, out, came there out blood and water, and he that was saw, uh, and he that saw it, bear record, and his record is true. That he, and he knoweth, that he saith, true, that ye might believe. For these things that were done, that the scripture should be fulfilled, a bone of him shall not be broken. And that's Psalm thirty-four. That's what we just read, Psalm thirty-four twenty. And here, the next verse, again, a scripture is fulfilled from Isaiah chapter uh, fifty-two. And again, another scripture saith, they shall look on him whom they've pierced. Verse 38, and after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came, therefore, and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus which at the first came to Jesus by night and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes and an hundred pound weight. And they took the body of Jesus and wound it in linen clothes with spices as a manner of Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden and in the garden, a new sepulcher wherein was never man yet laid. There laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day, for the sepulcher was nigh at hand. And I read that, and I specifically see in Scripture the hope that was in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had foretold himself that three days later he would rise again. But he could not rise again without there actually being a burial. That, that he had to actually die and suffer death and, and, and win the victory over death and hell for us. That we truly, because of his resurrection, can have a hope that 1 Corinthians 15 gives us, that we too will have a resurrection because of, of, of Jesus Christ and what he did for us. So as we look today just at gospel light and, and the, the hope that we can have, we, we see a world that's full of pain and suffering. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, why does God allow all the pain and suffering in the world? Or why does God allow bad things to happen to good people? And I really do believe as you meditate on the Psalms, as you meditate on Psalm uh, 34, as you meditate on Psalm 103, we find out the reason is, is because we live in a sin-cursed world. And we have an absolute need for what happened on that cross that day. And as you, as you find grief coming into your own life, this is how you respond to it. You run to the Word of God. You run to Jesus. You, you, you run to His promises. 
and you draw close to him. You allow the Lord to press you further into him. And you will find that you'll find gospel light in that time of grief. Let's pray. Father, thank you for just your word and, and the clarity of it this morning. And thank you that you, you in your word, uh, discuss everything that's needed for life and godliness. And, and you give us how to respond to these things. Or you tell us to bless your name at all times. Uh, to, 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 to continually have praise in our mouth towards you. Lord, I just ask that that would be the case. And Lord, that we would be each following your spirit in how to uplift our brothers and sisters in Christ as we go through those together. Lord, I don't, I don't believe right now is, is the only time that we're going to go through that. Lord, I believe you have uh, times like that in the future if you choose to tarry. And so, Lord, we as a body need to be prepared for that. And Lord, thank you that you have that preparation right in your word. And Lord, that you said, you promised that you will finally defeat death. And so, Lord, would you give us uh, just that, that, that assurance here today and, and help us each to run to you and trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm not necessarily going to have an uh, uh, invitation here this morning, but I do want to encourage you, if you have not trusted in the finished work of Jesus Christ, then you, you don't have that hope. There is, a, there is a matter to be said of those that reject the finished work of Jesus Christ. You say, how does one reject the finished work of Jesus Christ? It's by depending on your good works, on your baptism, on your church attendance, on your giving. None of those things will get you to heaven. And there is no purgatory to make up for, for, for something that wasn't done here on earth, my friends. The only way to, to, to hope in heaven is by trusting a heart decision, as Romans 10 tells us, in the finished work of Jesus Christ and saying, Lord, I depend on you and what you did for my salvation. So if you, that is something that you've never done or maybe you have questions, you're not 100% sure that you're on your way to heaven, I ask you today, just, just uh, don't be afraid to talk to me or someone next to you and just ask them, how do, how do I know that for sure? All right, you are dismissed, and I trust to see you if you're able to tonight as we're, we're going to go into Psalm chapter 38 tonight. Trust to see you then at 6 o'clock. You are dismissed.